It's the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast, and we are live. You're listening to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast. I'm Martin Tyler, and you're listening to Harry Simeon. Hello and welcome back to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast brought to you by 90 Min. As ever, I'm your host, Harry Simu, and on this edition, we're going to be discussing the breaking news. It came out around about an hour ago that David Luiz will leave Arsenal this summer. Uh, the report was broken by Sammy Mockbell of the uh, Daily Mail, and it's since been reported by The Athletic and a number of other reliable sources. It seems that David Luiz's Arsenal career is coming to an end after a couple of years at the club, of course, during which he helped Arsenal to win their record 14th FA Cup, defeating his former club Chelsea, of course, in the Wembley final. So um, that's the news. Now we're going to try and make sense of it all. Now we're going to react to it. And I'd love to hear from you guys in the chat as well. I'm sure you've all got your opinions on David Luiz. He is one of the uh, many players at Arsenal over the last two or three seasons that has really divided the opinion amongst the fans. But as I say, I'd love to hear from you guys in the chat box and get your take on the David Luiz news. Just a quick reminder, though, before we do dive right into it, uh, I want to just remind you that we are being supported by La Bomb, the brand new football predictor game. I won the first three weeks in a row. But I ended up losing in the last couple and I'm bitterly disappointed. So I need to get back to winning ways. It's the app in which you predict the scores of the upcoming weekend's games and you get to compete against your friends for money. So rather than taking money off of the bookmakers, rather than taking money off of complete and utter strangers, you will be taking on your mate. So as well as a cash prize, there are bragging rights up for grabs. If you click on the link in the description, you'll be able to download the app. You must be a UK resident to play it and you must be 18 or over. But it is great fun. Uh, I'm playing again this week with Rory Jennings, with Elliot Hackney, with Boovy, and with Adam McCullough. Adam McCullough's won the last couple of weeks, uh, so he's uh, right back on form. But I must stop him uh, breaking my uh, record of three in a row. Uh, so I've got to get back on it this week and got to do well. Right, let's uh, let's go back to the David Luiz thing, um, because when I read the news, a feeling of sadness came over me. And I know a lot of people, as I said, are divided on David Luiz and there will be Arsenal fans out there who will say, good riddance, get rid of him. But I genuinely did feel sad when I first read the news. I think in the back of my mind, I always felt that David Luiz moving on this summer was probably the most likely outcome. You know, David Luiz has had a few injury problems this season and those injuries, um, you know, certainly haven't helped. Um We've been without him at key moments in the season. He didn't play against Villarreal over the two legs, was an unused substitute in the first game. Um, nobody even expected him to make the bench, but he did. It was an unused substitute, didn't play in the second leg either. And I think we actually really missed David Luiz's leadership. David Luiz is someone who 
whether you love him or you hate him, you have to appreciate that he has played this game at the very highest level. He's played for some wonderful teams. Um, even prior to joining Arsenal, he is a winner. He is somebody who never shies away. He is somebody who, despite having his faults, and he does have his faults, David Luiz, you know, he's made mistakes at key moments. He's, you know, he's let himself down at times, but he'll know that more than anybody else. He doesn't need to be told that. He doesn't need to have that rammed down his throat. David Luiz will be well aware of David Luiz's shortcomings. But he's always played with his heart on his sleeve. He's always cared deeply uh, about the teams that he's played for. And it looked like he was going to leave last season. He didn't. He stayed on for another year. And actually, I would argue that David Luiz has been Arsenal's best central defender overall uh, throughout the course of this season. I think when we first started the campaign, Gabriel looked fantastic and Gabriel looked like the go-to man in the heart of Arsenal's defence. But I think we very quickly saw that without David Luiz, Gabriel at left centre-back alongside, for example, Rob Holding was not the same proposition. And a lot of that is down to David Luiz, to his leadership, to his ability to, to take the ball and, and play out from the back and build. And, you know, he's got those trademark crossfield long passes from which he picks people out and often sets us on our way in attack. So there are lots of positives that David Luiz brings to the group and, and none more so in the last few months than, and in the last season than his leadership skills behind the scenes. We've heard countless Arsenal players come out uh, since David Luiz has been at the club and speak of how important he is in that sense. Talk about what a big influence he has on the group and how he's been so helpful to some of the youngsters. Most notably, Kieran Tierney. You know, when Kieran Tierney uh, first joined the club, he spoke about how important David Luiz was in terms of him settling in, in terms of him fitting in. He also spoke of the fact that there was a game and, and he didn't, I, I can't remember the game. He, he did name the game. Kieran Tierney. Um, and he spoke about the fact that Arsenal weren't playing very well that day and that Kieran Tierney was having a bit of a bad game. And yes, Kieran Tierney has had a couple of bad games in an Arsenal shirt. Hard to believe, I know, but there has been a couple. But Kieran Tierney spoke about the fact that they all went in at half time and Kieran Tierney was feeling a bit down. The crowd had been getting on Arsenal's back. And, and David Luiz said to him, You play your game. You play your game and don't worry about everything else. I will take the brunt of whatever is to come. And Kieran Tierney's told that story publicly. I think it was, is it on the ball or off the ball? I can't remember what it's called. There's a YouTube channel. Uh, brilliant, brilliant show based up in Scotland. And, and they were talking uh, to Kieran Tierney shortly after he joined Arsenal. And that was one of the stories that he told. We know that Mikel Arteta values David Luiz's leadership qualities behind the scenes. Um, we know that his coaching staff do. We know that his teammates do. Um, so what's happened? Why is it that David Lewis is going to leave at the end of the season? So I think it's a combination of things. I think, first of all, David Lewis's injury problems this season um, have been a little bit more frequent than usual. And perhaps he feels like he's at a point now uh, where he needs to go somewhere a little bit less intense, i.e. the MLS, uh, which is where he's been linked to already, uh, which suggests that maybe this decision uh, was communicated to the club prior to today. I know the report says that it was communicated today, uh, that there were final talks between the player and the club held, but perhaps this decision had been already taken. Just reading between the lines by the fact that we're now hearing that his representatives are already in discussions with 
uh, some of the MLS clubs into Miami to be specific. So, you know, we don't know exactly on that. But perhaps David Luiz feels like he needs to go somewhere where it's a little bit less intense. I think that, well, I know from what the reports are saying that Arsenal didn't offer David Luiz a new deal. They didn't make a concrete offer. They didn't place an offer in front of him or they hadn't done up until this point. However, even if they had, it would have made no difference because David Luiz's mind was already made. David Luiz, even if he had had a deal put on the table in front of him, would have refused to sign it. Uh, that's what the reports are telling us. That was a detail that wasn't initially broken by Sammy Mockbell. That detail was added in uh, by the uh, Athletic, um, and that specifically was David Ornstein. He brought you uh, he brought us that bit of an update following the initial story breaking from uh, Sammy Mockbell at the Daily Mail. I think I've talked a lot about his his uh, leadership qualities and, and what he brings to the table behind the scenes and how popular he is in the dressing room and all of that. But even from a purely footballing perspective, I would go as far as saying that David Lu Luiz right now, present day, is Arsenal's best central defender. And so it, it, I'm in this strange place where, on the one hand, I know that he is getting on. I know that we have to move on from him. But on the other hand, I feel like it weakens us. And you think about what's going to happen and, and you're talking about, you know, William Saliba coming back this summer and him coming into the side and being essentially David Luiz's replacement. And it's not that I don't rate him or I don't think he can go on to good things. But it's just when I look at our pool of centre-backs, I don't see anybody outstanding. And it's weird, right? Because on paper, Arsenal have the third best defensive, the joint third best defensive record, along with Manchester United in the Premier League. How the hell do you work that one out, given what shambles of a season we've had? But it's fact. It's there in black and white. David Luiz has contributed significantly to that this season. And whenever fit, he's more often than not been selected. But as I say, on the one hand, I'm feeling a bit down, a bit sad about it. But on the other side, um, I know that we do have to move on from David Luiz. I'd have liked to have seen him stay at the club in some capacity because I do think he's a good influence. I really, really do. Um, I think he's probably one of our standout leaders. He's definitely one of our standout leaders. And again, I go, I make the point again. I know it doesn't say a great deal about those around him. But it is the truth. And when you lose big characters and you lose leaders and you lose people uh, who have such a big influence, you need somebody to come in and replace that, either an external recruit or somebody who's going to step up from within the group. And when you look at the group as it is, is Gabriel going to be that vocal central defensive leader? Not sure. Is Pablo Marie? Not sure. Rob Holding? No. Saliba? Maybe. So you've got to see. Um, you got to see how it's going to go. But let me go over to the live comments and see what you guys are saying with regards uh, to the news that David Luiz is um, is going to head off this summer. Uh, Graham Sutherland, one of our members, he says, I think that's a shame. It's been a positive influence and in our most reliable defender. And, and Graham, I go back to the point I made earlier on. If David Luiz, a veteran David Luiz, is your most reliable defender, probably tells a story about where we're at in terms of our defence, in terms of them as individuals. 
Because as a collective, there is, there is some improvement. The stats back that up. But as individuals, I think we haven't got a standout central defender. And I think we're, we've become better as a unit than we are in terms, uh, defensively at least, than we do have in terms of individual players. I know that sounds mad when you think about where the season is, but when you look at the stats and you look at the numbers, it, it is absolutely true. Uh, JG10 says, I think it's time to give Saliba and Mavrobanos a chance next season. Our centre-backs being Gabriel, Saliba, Holding, Marie, Mavrobanos and Chambers if needed. Um, he also goes on to say, to be honest, I know he's been good, but I think it's the right decision. So that's how I feel as well. Um, you know it's the right thing. It's like, you know, it's like breaking up with, with someone that you, you know, you get to a point where you know that it's not really working, but you just don't want to cut ties. But, you know, you know, you got to do it. That's how it feels a little bit with uh, with David Louise. Uh Big hello to SJ Chan, who says, uh, loving all the shows, Harry, you've been very busy today. Yeah, busy, busy old day. Um, glad it's um, glad it's nearly over. Going to head out for a meal tonight as well. So looking forward to getting out of the house a little bit. The only time I get out of the house at the minute is to go to work and to come back. And it's just, yeah, it's draining. So looking forward to it. Uh, big hello to Scunny in the chat. He says, age catches up with you, especially being at a high level of a professional footballer with aches and pains. He obviously feels like it's time to move on. Yeah. And I would, you know, I would be very surprised if this was for any other reason than David Luiz just wanting to go and put his feet up a little bit. And, and you know, with all due respect to the MLS, in comparison to the Premier League, it is a bit of a retirement home. And I think he probably sees it, um, he sees an opportunity like that as something that he wants to do, just to wind down his career, get one last big sort of paycheck and just uh, kind of slow it all down. And the MLS would be the prime place for David Luiz to do that as well. Uh, Sam says uh, he's probably our most decorated player in terms of trophies. He's won the CL and the PL, although I reckon the right time to move on. Uh, Omar says, right decision, in my opinion, Harry. We can rebuild and Luiz can end his career away from the rigours of Arsenal and PL football. Agreed. Uh, Brad Richardson says, I think we're going to miss his passing ability more than his defending. Agree with that as well. Um, Ashton says, I was a critic of the Louis signing. He's an icon for ball-playing centre-backs. I didn't realise his defending was good. Uh, what else have we got uh, here in the chat? Uh, Xander says, if you made a list of players that the club need to move on from, he would be on it, but nowhere near the top of that list. Yeah, and I can I completely agree with that, Xander. There's a few players like that, right? There's a few players like that within this group that we we always poke fun at and we all not poke fun at, but it's the wrong term. We always hold responsible for our failures and we overlook the impact of others. And, and David Luiz is, is one of those, right? We always um, give him a hard time. We have done since he came, obviously when you join from Chelsea, you, you have it all to do in terms of winning the fans over, but David Luiz has not been the biggest of our problems. Just like Granite Xhaka is not the biggest of our problems. Just like, at times, Hector Bellerin's not been the biggest of our problems, but they're players that we've all become a little bit disillusioned with over the years and, and people want to see moved on. And once that kind of you know, glass is broken, it's a bit like a mirror. Once it's broken, you know, can you can you ever put it back together? And if you do, is it ever going to be the same? Probably not. Omar says, um, what's your final verdict then, Harry? Right decision or not? 
I think if David Luiz wants it, then it's the right decision. I think if David Luiz's mind is made up and he wants to, as I say, wind down his career uh, somewhere else, somewhere a little bit less rigorous, as, as Omar pointed out earlier on, then then it is the right decision, right? You've got to take the players' feelings into consideration. This is not somebody who we're going to command big money for. He's trying to force his move away and we're being shortchanged in the process. This is someone whose contract expires at the end of the season. Um, you know, there were even question marks over whether he was going to be a part of the team this season. He was um, not been our greatest season, but that's largely down to other factors, not David Luiz. Uh, so I'm... I'm leaning towards the right decision because it seems like it's what he wants. But, you know, I am sad to see him go. I am sad that we're going to lose a real character from the club. I'm sad that we're going to lose someone whom those breaking through have constantly spoken incredibly, uh, you know, incredibly positively about. And, and they've been highly complimentary of what he brings to the table. And, Sometimes we don't always appreciate that side of it because we are watching on from the outside. We are not in the changing room. We're not privy to the discussions that go on uh, behind the scenes. We don't know what goes on on the training ground other than the clips that the club choose to release to us. So, yeah, um, let's see. Uh, Harish says, I think it's the right decision. It's time to bet in Saliba and Mavropanos. Now Mikel has to switch between systems, playing against traditional top six Leicester you have to go with the three, four, two, one system. Interesting. Uh, Ashton says Mavrobanos is the best defender at the club, but similar to Socrates, playing out from the back is in his strength. I agree with that. Um, he's a typical Greek centre half. He's strong. He's physical. He's powerful. He's determined, but technically he is lacking. And I wouldn't go as far as saying he's the best defender at the club. I, I find it really difficult to come to that conclusion when you consider that we've seen so little of him. I know he's been playing out in Germany, but for me, you know, he was playing in the second tier last season and now he's playing, uh, I think, with Stuttgart. And, you know, you look at him and, and you get a bit of an idea. But without watching him every week, I think it's really difficult to say that. Uh, Sam makes a great point about Luis's impact on Martinelli. Um, he says it seemed like Luis was a big help to Martinelli settling in so quickly. Yep. And Martinelli's spoken about that. Louise has spoken about sort of the two getting on really well as well. So let's see. Uh, big hello to Oz. He says, big up, Harry. Perhaps Saliba's time to grow as our main centre-back. Yeah, uh, possibly. The thing that worries me a little bit with the whole Saliba situation is it's a bit like the Guendouzi one, where you wonder if Mikel Arteta has done a bit of damage with regards to that relationship. Obviously, William Saliba, very similarly uh, to uh, Matteo Genduzzi was was kind of cast aside, for, albeit for different reasons, but it was the same kind of outcome. And eventually they were both sent out on loan. And William Saliba's spoken about his disappointment at not getting chances at Arsenal. And he's done that publicly and f too often for my liking. But anyway, that's another story for another day. I just wonder what that relationship is going to look like when he returns uh, from his loan spell at Nice, how he's going to uh, sort of get along with Mikel Arteta and if the pair can put what's already occurred uh, behind them. Uh, let's see what else we've got here. Xander says, do you think that's why Laka has been offered an extension so we do not lose too many players that younger players look up to? Quite possibly. Uh, we, we heard reports yesterday that Arsenal are preparing 
to offer Alexander Lacazette a one-year contract extension. Of course, his uh, contract comes to an end at the end of next season. And if you want to hear a bit more of an in-depth discussion around Alexander Lacazette, you can check out the previous show where I was joined by Pet Berisha from the uh, State of Play podcast. Uh, so head back to the last show, check it out. You can download it on the audio platforms now too. Uh, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. But it's a really good point, Xander. Perhaps Mikel Arteta and Arsenal are wary of losing too many of these senior players all at once and um, and ended up being basically, uh, you know, without natural leaders. Uh, Brad Richardson says, I was so against the signing of Luis, but when he faced the media after his horror show at Manchester City, I quickly changed my opinion of him. Yeah, you know what? That might have been... I wasn't really critical of the signing at the beginning. I wasn't as critical as some. I wasn't completely convinced by it, mind you, but I wasn't sort of dead against it. But I do think, as you say, and rightly point out, Brad, that that, that night where he faced up against uh, faced up to the media after a really disappointingly bad performance against Manchester City, I think everybody kind of looked at him and went, well, we know you've got your faults. We know you've got a mistake in you. We know you're not perfect. But we can respect the fact that you have come out and fronted up to it. You know, I mean, how many times this season, and I don't mean it's going to sound like I'm always picking on him, but how many times this season has Aubameyang not performed and then not come out to face the media? You know, he's our club captain. These are people that are leaders, people that act in the way that David Luiz does, taking it on the chin taking it on the chest, willing to take the blame. That's what senior players do. That's what senior players should do. And some of our senior players don't seem to have as big a balls as David Luiz. That's the reality. And Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang has been one of them this season. He's had plenty of opportunities to come out as the captain and face up uh, to the media after disappointing performances, both individually with regards to him and both collectively. And he's not done that. David Luiz never shied away from that. And um and you gotta be uh, you gotta be fair. Shame that we won't be able to uh, all be at the stadium uh, to give him the send off that he, he probably deserves. I know that some people have been successful in the ballot, others have not. I was unsuccessful, which is uh, a little bit disappointing for me. Um, but it is what it is. You know, I was one of the ones that was lucky enough to get into the Emirates on a couple of occasions during the lockdown. So I'll you know yeah, I'd love to be there, but. It is what it is. And uh, I've, I've been lucky in the past and I wasn't lucky this time around. So there we go. Um, what else have we got for you? Let's uh, let's touch a little bit about Arsenal's new kit, uh, because there's been a lot of talk about this, uh, this new Arsenal kit. Um, you know, whether people like it or not, et cetera, et cetera. I'm going to share my screen with you. If I, I'm going to head over to the Arsenal website and we can discuss it because Arsenal's iconic cannon has returned. Uh, Adidas releasing the kit today. I'll just show you some images of it uh, right now as I just share my screen with those of you watching on YouTube. Don't worry if you're listening via the audio. I'll explain it as best as possible. And I'm sure you've seen the pictures floating around social media anyway, because they are everywhere. Uh, one minute. Let me just bring this up for you. Here we go. Let's uh, head over to the official Arsenal website. In fact, I'm going to share with you um, the uh, the Instagram post instead, because you get a better look of it uh, there with Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, the club captain, uh, modelling the strip. Here we go. Um, so there you go. The return of the cannon inspired by the past. 
and ready for the future. Um, I absolutely love that. I think it's, it's beautiful. I think it's a fantastic kit. Um, I love the traditional colours. I'm a massive fan of Arsenal uh, wearing sort of yellow shirts with blue trimming and navy trimming. Um, as an away kit, for me, that is what Arsenal was all about as a kid growing up. You know, it was red shirts with white sleeves, white shorts and red or white socks, whatever. Uh, with the away kit, I really love the shirt and I love the idea of uh, returning to just the cannon rather than the actual full badge. I don't actually like Arsenal's current full badge, um, which is um, a little bit sad when it's your club, but I pre much preferred the old one, the retro style ones. And whilst the traditionalists will argue that in this kit um, and on the new badge, the current badge, the cannon is facing the wrong way, which it, it is, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you know, I, I do like the idea of, of moving back to this kind of thing. The only thing I have with this with this kit, so it's yellow, it's got the blue trimmings, the, the Adidas stripes and the, the collar, and then just at the bottom of the shirt sleeves, there's a little strip of red as well. But the shorts are yellow, and I'm not particularly enthused by that. I love the top. I think it's fantastic, and I'll definitely be getting it. Um but yeah, the, the 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 idea of the yellow shorts, it's a little bit Tottenham for me. Tottenham away kits are all yellow rather than Arsenal ones, which are yellow, blue shorts, and then back to the maybe the yellow socks. But yeah, I'm not I'm not sure um about it if I'm honest. I, I'm not sure about the uh about the colour of the shorts, but I'm just nitpicking, maybe. Maybe it's just me. Uh what else have we got here in the live chat? Uh lots of you. Uh, some of you saying you love the kit, others saying that you're um, you're not fans of the cannon facing the wrong way. It's been like that for years, though. I, I think we just kind of got to swallow that one uh, now. Um, lots of you saying that you won't be buying the kit until uh, the Cronkies leave the club. Let me just say that Arsenal have already made their money from Adidas, right, with regards to this kit. If you feel strongly about it and you don't want to buy it, that's absolutely fine and you know, I understand the sentiment. I really do. And, it, it, you know, it's kind of a protest and I get all of that. But Arsenal have already pocketed the money for this Adidas kit. So we're not going to reinvent the wheel as a fan base by boycotting it. Uh, there is obviously an impact in boycotting it and I get it. But yeah, um, it, it, the money's already come into the club. So yeah, is what it is. But lots of people feel strongly about it and that's absolutely fair enough. Uh, what else have we got here in the live chat? Uh, Sam says, have you seen the leaked third kit similar to the 94, 95 away kit? Also very nice. Yeah, there's a there's a picture of that floating around. I've seen a couple of people on Twitter dismissing it, saying that it's not accurate. It's not the real one. I don't really know, to be honest. Um, you know, I'm not all about trying to track down the kits prior to them coming out. But yeah, I guess we'll, we'll wait and see. But yeah, I'd, I'd imagine it would be uh, something in the blue colour and it looks like we're trying to throw back and Adidas for for all the shit that Arsenal have um, have sort of brought us this season in terms of disappointments and struggles. Actually, Adidas do make a bloody nice kit, don't they? And, and you got to accept that. Uh, you got to accept it. Uh, Shivanand in the chat says, not going to lie, this kit looks nice. Absolutely. Um, Ashton Oliver says, it's not about the money. It's about sending a message. The joke. Yeah, and I get that. I completely get that. Um, but yeah, is what it is. We move. You're not going to be able to stop everybody buying it. Um, 
And that's the reality. Oh, well, we'll see. We'll see. Hopefully the uh, the pressure can stay on the Cronkies, but I think the protests are going to have a much uh, bigger impact if we can keep the momentum there rather than uh, the impact of, of boycotting certain... Um, certain kits and certain bits of merchandise but listen each to their own everybody's got a right to do what they feel is right and and protest and make their feelings known uh in their own way right we're gonna leave it there because it's friday night i've got a weekend off for once in my life and i'm very much looking forward to it fa cup final tomorrow um interested to see how that one's gonna go I can't see anything but a Chelsea win, if I'm completely and utterly honest. It would crown off a really good season for Leicester, I suppose, if uh, they were able to bring some silverware back to the King Power for the first time since they won the Premier League back in the 15-16 season. I think it'll be an intriguing final. But I think Chelsea should should uh, just edge it. So, um, yeah, interested to watch that one, see how it unfolds. And as I say, I've got a nice weekend off, but I will bring you a couple of bits of content over the weekend. Uh, so I look forward to catching up with you guys then. And until then, take care of yourselves. Enjoy your Friday night and uh, ciao. See you later. listening to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast. I'm Martin Tyler, and you're listening to Harry Simeon.